Welcome to Conversations with D&T, where we try to gain understanding to some of the more controversial passages in the Bible and how this understanding enhances our spiritual journeys. Hi, I am Diana. And I am Tiffany. And we, we are D&T. This is a ministry of Langsburg United Methodist Church. The purpose of our podcast is to help people become comfortable in asking questions about the content of the Bible, to demystify it, if you will. As we do this, we enhance our spiritual journeys. So today, we're going to talk about our spiritual journeys and where they began and what they mean for us today. So at this point, Diana, I would be very interested to hear about your spiritual journey. My spiritual journey is all over the place, which I kind of think is probably what everybody's spiritual journey is. Sometimes uh, it's it, sometimes it was like there was no journey. It was just very empty. Nothing was there. And other times I was very engaged. And it could be in things in terms of as simple as going on a horseback ride in the woods and feeling very connected to nature and something else out there, but never really sure what that was. And other times it was being very engaged in church, um, in some t institutional religion. And then other times it was an inward journey. It was looking inward and trying to figure out what I was looking for, what was my calling, what was I trying to get out of life, what were the needs, the hunger that I was feeling. It was just all over the place. How about yours? Similarly, mine was all over the place. Um, I did not become a Christian until I was 18 years old. And prior to that, I had a really wonderful family um, that encouraged me and brought me up in the church and taught me about the Methodist tradition and faith, but they also gave me space to ask questions and explore other faiths. And that is what brought me to college, um, where I studied uh, world religions, uh, which was absolutely fascinating and a wonderful journey. Um, but at the end of the day, it brought me back uh, to Christ and to the church um, which is something I'm very, very um, grateful for. Um, what are some of the things that you experienced along the way of your journey that, that helped guide you along your way? Um, I'm going to answer that question, but I want to back up a little bit because it's kind of interesting something that you said about you had a family that was incredibly supportive about mm -hmm. your journey. Mm -hmm. um, I had kind of half and half. So my mom was Catholic, raised in a Catholic convent, actually, until she was oh, eight, 18, actually. And my father was an atheist, um, but had no problem invoking rules of the Catholic Church when it suited his need. <laughs> so, like, I remember one time when I was 13 and I wanted to go see Romeo and Juliet. And he said to my mother, you call the church and you find out if that's okay, if they agree to that. <laughs> it was his way of trying to get out of being always the disciplinarian. Mm -hmm. um, but some of my 
my other parts of my faith journey um, and the parts that I engaged in, they were very, very rocky, um, particularly my engagement with um, churches. Um, so I was raised primarily, as I said to you, as I mentioned before, that my mom was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had that really strong background. And I think the biggest part I remember as a child in terms of being Catholic was um, when I made Holy Communion. And that whole thing that they have young girls do dressing up like a bride. I remember all of that and all of the um, flurry that went around that, you know, that whole big party that went on and the veil and all that stuff. But I can tell you, I don't remember much about what I was taught. <laughs> so so I, I didn't really have a lot of that. And then I think the next time, it was when I was a teenager and I got involved in some fire and brimstone type church, um, which, which was constantly telling me what was right and, and what actually not so much what was right, but what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that I was a constant sinner and that I had to be saved. And, you know, always every Sunday being told what were the wrong things that we were always doing. And I don't know if I needed that in my life at that time, but the bad part about it was that I was very close with the pastor as family. And there was a friend that I was very close to who, who happened to have been the mother happened to have been the secretary mm-hmm. to the pastor. Unfortunately, they ended up having an affair. Oh, gosh. And it had to be confessed to the church. Now, my 60-plus-year-old person right now and everything that I've been through in my life journey, it's like stuff happens, we're human. Mm-hmm. My 16-year-old self then that was living with the fire and brimstone was absolutely devastated. And it was just, the rug was pulled out from underneath me. And I had nowhere to turn. I couldn't go to my parents because this was not where my dad wanted me to go when he was being very lenient letting me go there. Mm -hmm. And it was like I had nowhere to turn. And I walked away from the church. Mm -hmm. And I felt like... It was hypocritical. And I had to do that turn inward. And actually, I didn't so much turn inward as I actually acted out. Mm -hmm. It was like if a person who claims to be ordained by God to teach these things does something like that, then what's this God thing all about? That's a really, really tough um, question, which we might cover in another podcast. Yeah, Um, we might. You're right. But it is incredibly um, difficult when those pedestals that we put people up on are are knocked over. They shake the very foundation of everything that those people have taught us. Um, Gosh, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah, but you know something? It's, I think, if we later in life or at that time in life where we have the maturity and we look at those as what is the lesson in that Mm -hmm. so later in my life the lesson was god is not a fire and brimstone person 
or I'm sorry, not a person. God is not fire and brimstone. Let me put it the right way. Yes. <laughs> I needed to get to a place of understanding that the God that I need to have a relationship with is love. Mm-hmm. Fire and brimstone and those things that are in the Bible that that are preached as fire and brimstone are not the right interpretation. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll get into that in some other pro- podcasts. Yes, definitely. But that's a hard journey to get to. Mm-hmm. And I think for you and I, that probably came in seminary. Maybe not. Maybe not for you. For me, there was a lot of unpacking when I went into yeah. seminary that I had to... And that... And that didn't happen until my late 50s. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, there was just a, a lot that I had to let go, come back to, to understand that some of that stuff that we struggle with in the Bible that we read, there, it's there because we need to look at it as it's a journey of a people, mm-hmm. the Israelites, getting to their spiritual journey with God. Yep. That's what that's about. Just as we have our spiritual journey with God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And so once I made that connection, the Bible had so much in it Mm -hmm. that enhanced my journey with God. And... I think can enhance anybody's journey with God. So I think we got lots more to discuss in the future. Oh yes. How about you? How, how, how were your feelings on these things in terms of some of the stuff I just talked about? So I, I didn't encounter the fire and brimstone preaching about God until I was in seminary and reading materials in church history class. And the thought that anyone could have ever preached and taught those things about God was utterly appalling to me. Mm -hmm. And it opened my eyes up to some of the things that I would have to do in my life as a pastor, um, which is help people to unlearn some of those things Mm -hmm. and to relearn uh, the God of grace and the God of love, um, which is the God I encountered at the beginning of my spiritual journey. Um, My spiritual journey began before I accepted Christ. It began um, in work with an English as a second language uh, program at my home church. And as a part of that, I worked with some of the kids um, in a family that one of the adult facilitators was teaching English for. Uh, So I got to work with those kids and just the life and the joy that they experienced in learning to communicate with me for the first time Mm -hmm. and to communicate with their friends and peers at school in a new way was just it was a gift from God. It was it was a moment where I was able to see the light of God shining into the world in them and through them um, to just for them to fully experience 
um, being able to communicate. Um, that was an amazing experience. So that's really where, where I have encountered God most in my life in ministry is through service and, and through extending God's grace and God's love uh, to the people around me. Um, yeah, so we do have some a, a different, very different journeys to get to where we're at. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the things that we want to tell folks is, is that you are a pastor. I am, um, yes, yep. And I am not ordained, but did go to seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't practice what I learned in seminary. Mm-hmm. I did um, go through the program to become a deacon. And at this point I, um, in my life, I have felt that I can still do the calling that God has brought me to. Um, and I don't re- uh, regret one bit going to school to become a deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, for a lot of reasons we'll probably get into in another podcast, um, I have not pursued the ordination process. Mm-hmm. So probably this is a good place to end today. I think so. And um, we are hoping to be able to do these on a regular basis and to continue to talk about our journeys. And again, as we talked about the controversial passages, I think we kind of talked about what might some be some of our struggles. At least I know I had some. Yes. Um, and then probably in your um, pastoral care that you have done over the years, you probably have had to talk with folks about what their struggles have been. Yes, I have. Yeah. So we want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, we hope that uh, you will continue. Um, be patient with us. This is our first podcast. Podcast, excuse me. We hope that. Uh, We'll continue to get better and better at it, and and you will continue to uh, join us. And you found this uh, to be very interesting today. Everybody take care, and we hope to be joining you again here very soon. God bless. All right.